<laughs> so let me ask you a question about this episode. Yes. Did you go out in public since you watched it? Oh, I see the shirt. Yes, I have gone out in public. Do you find it hard to not try to talk to everybody about this episode? Ah, uh, like I feel, I feel two ways about this. One is I was so excited. And then the mm-hmm. other was, I was like, oh man, this is just going to be ammunition for people that didn't like one, two, three, and four. Um, so maybe I'm, maybe I'm like pre-apologetic, but I found myself so excited about the next two episodes and then oh dude i think this is the starting point for if anybody was ignoring or bitching about it yeah they're going to go back and they're going to watch these other four episodes so one thing and again we don't do a lot of this but i think that one thing is i think a lot of people are waiting for the whole thing to come out and then they're going to watch it all so i that's i think there's a chunk of people Mm-hmm. that are just waiting. we'll call them the intermediate fasters of, of binge watchers yes they're the they're totally the, <laughs> they're totally the intermediate fasting so they're waiting purposely and and so i think that there's i think there's a i think there's a very vocal loud amount of folks that aren't pleased with what has come so far and i i have not looked around enough today to see what they're saying but anyway my only fear is one, I'm like, oh my god, this was like super, super fun. Um, I have mm-hmm. nitpicks because I'm a Star Wars nerd, and mm-hmm. there are little. Dude, what's loving Star Wars without hating Star Wars? Yeah, like, well, no, I'm just. They're just nitpicks. Like they're just, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I would have made him wear a blue T-shirt. No, no, it's the it's the the Naboo Starfighter is like the Naboo the Naboo Starfighter is to the Razor Crest what a Corvette is to the a-team van like i actually put it some something even different i was just like this is like giving a muscle car to a ups driver yes, yes. <laughs> yeah that's what that's 100 where i'm going with 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 it yeah i thought the same thing i was like <laughs> wait what yeah i'm like this, this is serve this function i get that it's as cool but yeah. it doesn't serve the function that he needs exactly. for the job this is not pragmatic right bounty hunting no. as we learned in season one, bounding hunting is a complicated profession. It's a storage <laughs> game. <laughs> it would be like watching somebody in Storage Wars just show up with the Miata. Yeah. And you're like, how are you going to take it home to your, how are you going to do anything with this? Yeah. You're like, but look at how fast my Miata is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. But you can, you can get home faster. You're like, yeah, yeah, because I don't have all that stuff in the back. That's why it's fast. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> this episode happens to be the way. It does. That's the best part about this. It this totally is the way. Is the way. 100%. <laughs> we lost so our is way. Is this the way? No. This, this episode is the way. Is the way. Yeah, we found it. <laughs> we were lost, but now we're found. Um, as they say in Mandalore lore. Yes. <laughs> Andy. We've done it. We watched chapter five. We're going to nerd about it. I yes, act like that's are. an accomplishment on our behalf. We didn't make the show. We just watched it and acted like it's an accomplishment. But this is like the substitute teacher who tells you you don't have to do your book report. Sure. What- absolutely. <laughs> yeah. This is like the substitute teacher patting himself on the back for the for you passing the grade that they handed you. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I wasn't here when they taught you or when they did the test, but good job, man. I yeah, appreciate knock, what you do. Knock yourself out. <laughs> chapter five, a book of Boba Fett is the return of the Mandalorian, which I think means chapter six is going to be the return of Boba Fett. We'll find out. <laughs> I know we're not in the game of predicting, but that's my prediction. So as I'm watching this um, opening scene, I'm like, oh, cool. A big ice box, meat everywhere, yeah. right? Which I can't tell what animal the meat is. No, I couldn't either. Lots of uh, lots of blade, uh, the first blade movie vibes. Uh, oh yeah, and some Rocky. Yeah, and and then Rocky as well. Yeah. Yeah, and then but I was like, and then in the end credits, I'm gonna jump around, but this yeah. will go linear, I promise. Totally. In the end credits, they have the going. concept art, and there's heads for yeah. these creatures instead yeah. of just bags of meat, and you're like, oh, what are these heads? I don't even recognize the heads from the concept art. Yeah, the the heads look like some sort of of morphed bantha almost. Like yeah, that's the but closest. like a walking size. Yep. Yeah. No. No. Like well, like intermediate. But yeah. Um. I was look. I was looking at the the slabs of meat as well. Uh. We've we've <laughs> we've we've barbecued enough meat. I was gonna uh, say the same thing. I was like, Andy, <laughs> how long do you think you'd have to? to smoke those <laughs> before you could eat them three days four days easy easy three or four days oh yeah <laughs> you know what a cans of coke you have to put in there to get them to all that candy thing like we like so anyway so after i stared at the meat long enough i get the meat sweats i'm like oh those are clantunians um, yeah. we've seen these before we saw yes, these we in chapter four of mandalorian yep it was directed by Bryce Dallas Harper, the same director of this episode, yes. chapter five of Mandalorian. To tie it in, she's referencing her own episode. Yep. Um, or, or this is just Cleveland uh, Browns fans just before a game. I can't <laughs> tell if it's even Star Wars yet until the Mandalorian walks in and I'm like, oh, holy Lord, this is the way, right? Like, I'm gonna, that's the last time I say that like that, I promise. But that was, I did get very excited. I like paused and was like, oh, oh, look, it's him. The Mudhorn, the yes. Beskar, it's back. The spear. His song's playing. Yeah, exactly. He's got his Beskar spear, which we later find out Pierce's Beskar. Who knew? Yeah. I wish I knew that early. Yeah, I know. Crazy. So, of course, he walks straight to the back like it's a scene from Goodfellas or something. Yeah. You know, like just straight to the back. He's like, here's the boss. I'm looking for Kaba Baez. Yeah. Kaba Baez is looking straight at him like, oh, he's not here today. You know, yeah. like trying to pull one of those. <laughs> And then he pulls out his bounty puck and he's like, I don't know. It looks like he's here. And you can see that the piercings all match up. There's not a lot to leave to the imagination. Yeah. I've it's seen the, the opposite happen with guy. IDs. But like, yeah, yeah, I'm this guy. Except the opposite. You're like, no, you're <laughs> definitely this guy. And then, of course, we get to reference the very first scene that we ever saw of Mandalorian. Yes. Where he goes, hey, I could take you in warm or I could take you in cold. Yeah. Which is exactly what I said to the meat in the other room. Yeah, well, right. <laughs> I was just gonna say, clearly, it's already cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's already colder when he's like, "You're surrounded," and we're like, "Oh, he hasn't seen the other two episodes." This guy doesn't have Disney Plus. No, no, he doesn't. This guy clearly has not seen season one. Oh, anyone who has got Disney Plus would have been like, "Uh, you're surrounded. We're gonna all leave." Yeah, we'll take yeah. this peacefully. <laughs> and they all decide that they're going to fight him. And the fight starts. They shoot a little lasers at him, but they're got Beskar, so it doesn't really yeah. matter. And then he unveils the second pop of the second minute. Yes. The Darksaber. Yes. Andy. I, 
we did not... a history of the dark saber episode of this podcast <laughs> we did <laughs> for this moment <laughs> the armorer watched and told everyone everything we said on that but <laughs> it's much heavier than i remembered it being yeah yeah, um, they added a heaviness to it. Was it heavy that, that heavy in the well, I was, cartoon? I was just gonna say the that was a, we'll, we'll I mean we'll, we'll we'll spend a little more time, but yeah, in the in the rebels, um, a little bit in the rebels training, Kanan makes reference to it. So we'll talk more about yeah. that later. But they they say that like it's an Oscar, how everyone holds it regular, and they go, "Oh, this is heavier than you think it's gonna be." Yeah. Not like it is this so heavy; it's an unwielding sword, like yeah. they've made it in the storyline. So much so that he cuts his leg, yeah, um, or burns it. I yes. can't tell exactly what it was, but we get the, the self-inflicted wound. Yep. We both listen to Nirvana. We know about self-inflicted wounds. Totally. 100%. <laughs> and, but he still finds a way to cut these people in half, throw Kaba on the table, which at that time I'm like, dude, yeah. we're taking him to Dudleyville. We're going to put him through the table. I thought he was going to go through the table and, and uh, you know, like the, I'm like, oh man, is this, is this going to, are we going to turn into pro wrestling? Like as you know, like, yeah, full return. Oh, bone saw was ready, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then he cuts him in half like a magician. Yeah, brilliant. That's the no. kind of level of violence I've been missing. No, so the only thing I, I was thinking was you cut him in, you know, you, you cut him in half, and then he cuts his head off. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. You cut him All in right. half because you got to make the deal first. And then he, I'm sure he went back and went, oh, I can't take half the body. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> so, so it was not, a, it's not measured twice, cut once is all I'm correct. saying. Correct. Oh, for sure it's not. <laughs> and it is, yeah, the guys at Home Depot would be very upset that they had to cut twice. Like, you know, we could have just cut here in the first. We could have saved the desk. If this was 1989 when he cut him in half, we would have been like, ta-da, you know, like, <laughs> But we don't get the great line, but we do get him to go back out there and talk to everybody who's like waiting. They're like they're just hearing the battle. See only yeah. one man exit our Mandalorian, our Din Djarin friend. He goes, Hey, I got no quarrels with you. Like he told everyone else, you know, like he was like, You can leave now. There's credits on the table, which you saw the credits because they're out there like Scarface. We don't know if he added extra credits. Yeah. And uh, they, one guy was kind of like, well, Let me go investigate. And by that time, everyone was like, Well, I'm not going to let him investigate before we get to see the evidence. Yep. But he is holding a bag that makes us think it's a head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We for sure think it's a head. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not a head, but I'm pretty sure it's a head. We got no evidence that it's a head, but pretty much the whole thing acted like it was a head. Yeah. And he needs want... <laughs> something for the bounty. You're not going to not show up with something. Yep. You need a toe, dude. I can get you a toe. You know? <laughs> like... <laughs> exactly. So then he goes to the client. They had the bounty and was like, hey, got the head you're looking for. Yeah. And uh, he gets it and exchanges it for a location. Yep. I'm rushing past all this. We're going past the city that looks very like Inception in space. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we can come back to that stuff. But um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, but there's like there's not a lot of pre-reference to what it is, but it does show that he's injured. He's limping. He takes yep. the location that he was given. And then we go to the armor and I explode again as a fan. Yes. I love the armor. And yes. I was like, oh, yes, we're going to get the armor. And then who's with her? Paz Vizsla. Yeah. That's exactly what I want to see. And I'm like, wait a second. This is exactly what I thought season three of Mandalorian was going to be. Yes. Season three of Mandalorian is going to be much more than I think it's going to be now. Because yes. he pulls out the Darksaber. We get Paz Vizsla staring at it. Yes. Well, which, and I, I, 
I loved the little misdirect, right? Because mm-hmm. um, so if you weren't if you weren't really paying close attention, at first it looks like somebody shot Dan in the leg. Yeah. Right. But you could. I had to go back and rewatch. Yeah, I was just gonna say. So um, I was like, well, it looked like it looked like he actually cut himself, but I was like, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And so I really liked the what sort of weapon would do that uh, would do that injury. And I thought exactly. that was a nice, I thought it was a nice way to, to be able to allow someone to watch the flow. So somebody didn't have to necessarily pick that up, but it was a nice way to bring mm-hmm. in the whole, the, that whole discussion. And then the other thing too, just as a quick aside, Paz mentions there are three of them. We only see uh, Paz in the armor. Uh, so we don't really know. There is a third unnamed member or unidentified member of the coven. Yeah, and is it the armor or is it not? We don't know. Well, we it's it's not. We we know it. We know it, or I should say, we know it. We know Paz is there. We know armor is there. We don't know amongst who the who that other individual is, though. Correct. So I I thought that was interesting. It is, and then uh, he shows the dark saber, and the armor looks right at him and goes, "Have you been listening to Is This the Way the podcast? They covered the history of the dark saber." <laughs> Uh, an episode after season two. Let me and give he was you like, my notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so he was like, I haven't listened to that. She goes, oh, you should rate, subscribe to that podcast. Totally. Aaron and Andy are delightful. <laughs> um, but they told us that this was created by, uh, I forget Old Man Vizsla's name. Old Man Vizsla's name is Tar Vizsla. Tar Vizsla, who's the first Jedi Mandalorian. He is. And he forged the sword, which you may notice that's a similar last name to Paz Vizsla. Yes. Yes. And Paz Vizsla is being part of House Vizsla. Um, they're they are the last Mandalorians that we know to hold or I should say they're introduced to us. And this will we go into deeper in the mm-hmm. episode. So I won't we won't spoil too much. But it's it is uh, the last ruler or the last individual to cl- to rightfully claim using uh, the Darksaber was pre- exactly previously because Bo-Katan, which we mentioned in the history of the Darksaber episode, yes. unrightfully claimed it, tried to rule over Mandalore and it was rejected of her, which is why she wasn't able to accept it at the end of season two because yes. she looked right at it and was, ah, I can't do this again. I got to get it the right way. So that way yeah. it stands for something because when you have power that doesn't stand for something, you just get a January 6th insurrection and nobody wants that in Star Wars. No, nobody wants that. And I thought it was nice to uh, the so that the prophecy being that uh, someone who tries to lead who didn't rightfully take it will cause the Mandalore people to be scattered to the winds. And we've we've had some teases that get pulled together. So Moff Gideon at the end of season one, chapter eight, makes this reference to Night of a Thousand Tears. And we yeah. you know really the armor links Bo's misstep and the Night of a Thousand Tears sort of as a direct piece here, which I thought Correct. was really nice for pulling that together. Just question as a fan. Um, yeah. Is this the first imagery of the it, Thousand it, Tears we've ever it, seen? It is. It is. And I think at some point, if we were, if like, <laughs> if we go back, I, I think I say at some point, like, like, I want to know more about this because that there's, you know, Moff Gideon paints a bit of a picture about all of the, you know, all of the gunships and, mm-hmm. and everything else. And so we get, you know, in essence, a very T2 style. Yeah, I was going to ask a second um, question. Did yeah. James Cameron direct the Night of a Thousand Tears in 1992? <laughs> I, think, I think so. 
one hundred percent. But but I mean, like the that 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 flash piece, you know, was was some of the best imagery that we've got in you know, I, I, I don't know on uh, Disney Plus. Um, I really really liked that to see the K two uh, the K two um, uh, security droids kind of in that uh terminator style piece um really ominous looking and you know the the recognition of them at that height at that shape uh was i thought i thought that was like a a really awesome moment yeah no it's super awesome like i they should have had the armor talk like sarah connor Or had like the armor like hold a chain link fence while talking about it. Yes. Oh god, <laughs> that blow up. Oh god, that imagery. But uh, but yeah. So yeah, but at this moment, when I'm going through all this, I'm like, ah, oh, Hasbro's is gonna be a problem later. Yeah. I didn't realize it was gonna be the very next scene. <laughs> where hey, it's man. like a high school drama, like Cobra Kai episode, where as soon as the parent leaves, he's like. Yo, did you know? <laughs> totally, and and you know the the interesting thing is that given we've we've gotten we've gotten used to things getting drawn out a bit, I would say in the first yeah. four episodes, and things moved quickly. Yeah, it, it escalated. <laughs> oh, I know, and it was almost like the armor is all of a sudden back. Like, um, what was the claymation where they would fight each other? Oh, gosh, the cel- celebrity the, deathmatch. Celebrity, yes, celebrity deathmatch. Yeah, because then. Has like that's part of my lineage, it's part of my family, and it's gonna come back to my family. And then the armor is like, All right, you down for a fight, you down for a fight, you want to go <laughs> fight? Let's roll. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we're immediately watching them battle. Yeah. Well, I mean, they take down. Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, I was just gonna say that the thing though is, is and, and you know, I don't know, like, like, I'm not here to referee Mandalorian fights and say this is a cheap shot, but mm-hmm. here, you know, prior to that challenge, we've got uh, we've got the armorer and she's giving off commands in Mandoa, the Mandoa mm-hmm. language. So um, I'm assuming it's, you know, like parry block or, you know, some sort of move that she's expecting. Uh, I loved the bop uh, when she bopped him on the head with the yeah. uh, with the hammer at the one point. But we're getting a bit now of this idea that if you're not connected to or you're not attuned to the Darksaber, that the Darksaber becomes a weight. And I thought that was a uh, an interesting piece now because that gives us a nice explanation about why yeah, he was Yeah, it's very Jedi-ish. It. Yes. Where it's just like, as soon as you start to move with it, or very Bruce Lee, it's like when you move like water, it all flows yep. with you. Totally. But when you move against water, it works against you. And we were watching her teach him that. And she was just using her regular armor tools, just yeah. making Which are best feel car? bad. Yeah, which, which are, are Beskar. Yeah, but it, which it is was why he was able to chop other people in half and not her. Yes, was why he can cut through anything, right? But yeah, uh, but I I thought that was interesting. But anyway, so my 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 slam to to Paz Visla is Din is basically saying I can't. It's so heavy I can't even wield it, and it gets he- more heavy with everything. And then Paz is like, Hey, guess what? I want to fight you. <laughs> yeah no dude but first off when you have the excalibur that's exactly yeah. when you try to fight the person with that excalibur is the yep. person goes this responsibility is so heavy and so of course the strong man's like well i could carry it yes. or like in wrestling there's a thing called the money in the bank where you automatically get your championship match and when you see the champion is limping like he was in the earlier scene with all cut leg that's when you come through and try to take that and get the power yeah. so i understand i think that is a smart move my by, by paz Vizla. cowardice sure but well, maybe not end, cowardice, but not not the most upstanding 
approach. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's not what a samurai would do, but it's also uh, what most bulky characters end up doing in things. They try yeah. to over-muscle their way through the scenario to get what they want. And it turned out the weakness was actually him picking up the Darksaber and yes. it being too heavy for him to wield. He's definitely going against the grain of it. Yeah. And so then we get Din getting him in the knees a little bit, getting a little jabs in with his little dagger. And then all of a sudden the armor called it off before they killed another one. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I get it, but I kind of wanted to see him die. You know, like I got all used to the ultra violence <laughs> earlier. <laughs> and um, where was I going with that? Oh, history, challenge him. Yeah. So she goes, hey, you don't get you don't get to do this. But hey, did you ever take your helmet off? Paz is like, no, never took my helmet off. Never even met a girl. Right. And then Din Djarin was like, yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess if you have Disney plus, you're going to find out that I have taken my helmet off. Totally. Yeah. And they're like, well, then you got to wash in the lakes of Minnetonka. Yeah. Well, not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The only way to atone for yourself is to go to the, the mines under Mandalore, which are known to be, or thought to be yes. gone. So now he's on a mission to find Atlantis. Essentially. Yeah. Um, I somewhere in the middle of there skipped the Beskar staff. Yes. We, we where she come back. says, Yes. I'm going to come back to right now. Oh, right, right now. All right. Where it says it can pierce through Beskar, so they got to get rid of it, so they can't, someone can't just take it and use it against them. Yes. And he's like, I so went it's, to a, the... it's a danger. It's a danger to all Mandalorians, basically. Yeah, exactly. You know, in essence, right? And so she's like, all right, cool. Then let's uh, do something for, for Grogu, like the Build a Bear, how you can just add whatever thing you want to it. He's like, can I get a Beskar Build-A-Bear costume for my friend Grogu over there? And and I was like, oh, cute. It's going to be a helmet. But if I could throw a speculation in. Yes. I think it's going to be a little ball. Um, a little I, Beskar ball he can hang out with. I I think that there's... Well, I thought, I thought Din in the tragedy, I thought Din picks the ball out of the wreckage of the Razor Crest. So I think he the does. ball... I think the ball is there. Uh, there's but a, what's a handsome is so small. Yes. So what I think it is, and again, we're not speculating, but we'll talk about how delightfully cute it is that the bundle that she ties up looks just like uh, Grogu. Um, it. I think it's chainmail. Uh, I think it is. I think it is chainmail. Beskar chainmail uh, armor that Grogu can wear. So one of the things, one of the things we haven't seen in live action, but we have seen in animated. Clone Wars is that the Jedi wear uh, shoulder pieces and pauldrons or, you know, Mm -hmm. like the pauldron shoulder pieces. And they also will wear like a chest plate or um, like a shoulder, shoulder high chest plate. And I think, I think that is what Grogu is going to end up with is like, in essence, a chain mail, uh, a chain mail tunic or some sort of chain mail. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got one other thing I think is going to happen with him, but, but it would be small. Yes, that there. I think there's going to be a mud horn as well, um, but it would be small enough. Uh, the chainmail would would be able to, for Grogu's size would be able to be bundled up into that uh, container. And there's a little bit of a scene where you, if you look at when the forging is happening, you can see mm-hmm. the rings, the rings that are being made. They get like dropped down. Oh, that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot because I was like, so oh, look total- all the soda caps they made. Yeah, yeah, I'm not totally like, remember when we were speculating. Kids and they're yes. like, keep the soda caps. <laughs> it turns yes. out it's for Grogu. They're made a Beskar this whole time. We just 
donated them to our school. <laughs> yes, they're now that they're... you reminded me of the soda tabs. Yeah, I bet you they are going to be chain mail. Yeah. So anyway, I, I mean, that's my that's my. I'm not. I you know not a. Huge I hope leap. he opens it like it's like a Lego bag where he like has to cut the plastic <laughs> and just goes. Everyone's got to build this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. You're the worst at giving gifts. But uh, but so he's gonna go off and he's going to try to finish this mission. But first, he's going to go. Moise Isley, what's up? What I miss? Sorry, I'm gonna clear my throat here for a second. So we we had this moment though, because I want I want to quick I want to quick connect uh, this moment with something that happens with the Paz Vizsla fight. So okay, uh, so we have a moment where it's like, uh, oh, excuse my my horrible analogy here, but it's like Din hears the Misfits for the first time and he thinks I like punk rock. Uh, so he hangs out with, with Bo Katan and realizes Bo Katan takes her helmet off and Mm -hmm. he's like, Hey, is that like, is, you know, like, Hmm. And so he's asking the armorer what the armorer thinks of Bo Katan. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I hear, you know, I heard some punk rock and it's pretty cool. And the armorer's answer is no, you must only listen to metal. Uh, and, and in essence, right. Like basically shuts down the whole thing with Bo Katan. And then I mm-hmm. think then too now, because we had that moment where I, I legitimately didn't think we'd ever see the armor again. Um, I thought everybody but the armor was dead. So I never thought that Din was going to have to answer for taking his helmet off. Like I thought we were kind of like, I was like, oh, that's a device. Um, it's, you know, it's present there. Now I thought it was in- a triumph. Yes. Yeah. I thought that he got past that was like a huge kind of a thing. And so now here he comes back. He's got new ideas, new way of looking at the world. And boom, he's right back into that previous situation. Yeah. which But so, he, has a, he has a quest now. So, you know, like in, in essence, you know, Grogu getting, Grogu getting uh, reconnected with the Jedi was, um, was that quest that he's given. And so now that gives us a whole new angle for what season three could end up being right uh yeah he's, he's got a, he's got that quest to take care of and so just like uh just like boba fett was like hey i will i will help you through your um through your situation through reconnecting me with my armor maybe we'll get a mirroring of that with mando helping boba fett establish his situation yeah just like it took us four episodes to get the thesis of book of boba fett it took two and a half episodes before mandalorian season three to get the thesis of that season yes <laughs> And so then we find out that uh, we're at this point, Din Djarin flies commercial, you know, yes. like he's trying to get on a regular transport. And there's the droid is that RX droid that we see in Star Tours. So yes. I was looking, there's a Star Tours chime that hits when they make announcements in Disneyland. So yes. I'm just listening for it like a hawk. I don't get it. And I'm like looking for any Star Tours kind of like logo. Cause I was like, if this is ever a time, for Din Djarin to fly Star Tours is yes, right now. It is. And he does not, although they take their job very seriously, unlike Pee Wee Herman, and they are like, hey, you got to keep your weapons in here. And like an American, he's like, it's my religion. Yes. Right? And they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, your religion's dangerous. And he's like, I agree. That's what I like about it. All right, we'll put it in the box. And we get to see all of his weapons. So we get to see the, what are the darts called? Oh, they're the whistling birds. Now, really quick, the whistling birds. Let's not spend too. I, I, I promise I won't spend too much time. But 
we just came from the armorer saying Beskar should be used for defense only. So what mm-hmm. what that means then is the whistling birds must be seen as a defense item. Uh, so just a quick, but I, I was like, oh, there's whistling birds. Um, yeah, we we did have a uh, we did have one of the pistols that he puts in there. I think is a actual World War II style. I couldn't get the actual look up on it, but the the um, I saw it on uh, Twitter. Somebody said it was like a 1930s handgun. It's yes. not even modified. They just yeah, straight put it in there. Just a, it's like it's just like a earth weapon from you know like nowadays, right? And so for if folks don't know the the in the original trilogy. A lot of the weapons were uh, were um, hero prop World War II weapons that were then modified by um, by the the actual production staff. Yeah, with they- pieces of camera. Yeah, and the fun thing is because he liked cars so much and wanted Yoda to be special. Ever there was like when they got to that point in the prequel, they're like, "Well, since Yoda's special and I like cars, he's not going to have camera parts as his lightsaber held. He's going to have parts of a Ferrari." Yeah, which I think is a yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's I'm awesome. into it. Anyway, so so that I think it was cool to see. Um, and then I I I loved this as a thing because it's just like you can see all the people like going by and going by and going mm-hmm. by, and he's still taking out you know all the stuff that he's got. I just I was I love that scene. Yeah, it's like the opposite of the Blues Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the opening scene where they're giving him all the stuff back. He's like, here we go. I thought for sure it was gonna get stolen. I did uh, too. Spoiler, for sure. Nothing got stolen. Nothing got stolen. Yeah. And, but he flies commercial. He sees one of those little Greedo babies, the Rodan. Is it Rodian? Yeah. Rodian. Yep. Rodian. So he saw one of those and it's like, oh, this is cute. And I thought for sure that we're going to fight just because, even though <laughs> I was a kid, <laughs> just because I was like, oh, I know how these Greedo species are. They're not friendly, but the kid was friendly, it turns out. I thought he was going to tell him to turn around. Like I, you know, like he, cause he was being kind of sad. He's got, uh, I think it's Grogu's theme that plays when he looks at the the package. Right. And then the kid turns around and I had a moment where I thought, are we going to see is Din going to, are we going to get nice Din or are we going to get mean Din? And we got nice Din. Yeah. We have a little sweet moment. He lands on Tatooine because what's a star Wars about landing on Tatooine. Exactly. We cannot escape this planet. Tatooine is just a giant magnet for all stories. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he lands, gets all of his stuff. Like it's not even a thing. Yep. Like they didn't, they didn't really show him counting. Like he looked at it, but we didn't get really see it. And you're like, okay, I guess that's the end of that. And he goes straight to Pelimoto, who's yeah. played by Amy Sedaris. Yep. And she just goes straight into the references of the old stuff. They got a BD droid from a yeah, video from- game. Yeah, from Fallen Order, it's the it's um it's Cal Kestis's companion. Um, it also in the, in the game it'll it'll do um it'll display maps for you and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um but yeah, so I mean I think I think a lot of people got really really excited about seeing that right away. Yeah, no, totally. That was super cool. That was fun. And then she was like, of course, R five from A New Hope is back. Yep. R five says there. his name. Yep. Much like when they go hit it, Max Rebo. When she was like R five, <laughs> I was like, that's right, it's R five. And then she's like, hey, well, here you have a replacement for the Razor Crest. And she's like, oh, well, we have a whoa, 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 whoa. I think we have one of the first live action site of a Womp Rat. We've heard a lot yeah, about right. Womp Rats, but the, the droids are actually trying to help Pelimata. Uh, that's true. Get, yeah, yeah. The Womp Rat. And the so Womp Rat was trying to get her leg. Yep. And that's when Din Djarin shows up and yep. saves the day with the Womp Rat. Yep. Sorry. I just, I, I want to. That's all right. Know. The Womp Rat note I had was later. 
Okay. Sorry. sorry. Beggars Canyon. No, it's fine. Ah, okay. Which is a, to me, it's a special place for one France. It is. It is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then she's like, Hey, did you ever have toys from Phantom Menace? Or how we all bought them and didn't throw them away? And even did I, I have uh, the N1 Starfighter <laughs> from that boo, which I was waiting to find out that it was Anakin's. And yes. heavy spoilers let me know that there's serial numbers on the side and they check yep. and it is not Anakin's. Yeah, it's not Anakin's. So that, but it is. It would be crazy, right? I mean, like there are a lot of synchronicity moments in Star Wars. I'm kind of glad that it's not Anakin's uh, for the starfighter that Anakin flies in Phantom Menace to end up back on Tatooine's just a little too, too much. But I'm willing to take it, but whatever. Yeah. And, you know, like I would have like some tie in, maybe like, oh, Watto sold me for cheap or whatever. You know, it's just something. <laughs> but instead of like, oh, yeah, yeah, we can go ahead and get other replacement parts because I used to date a Jawa. Yeah. Which just seems weird. Yeah. Confessions, right? Yeah, exactly. And then she goes, ah, they're too furry, which as somebody who is dressed up as a Jawa. <laughs> Half of the people have chosen to have very furry hands and other halves just have little cotton gloves. Yes. And there's been no distinction that they're not furry or if they are furry but underneath it. It's like a Star Wars riddle. Yeah. That they've now confirmed they're super furry underneath. Well, at Wait. least the one that Pelimata dated, right? Like, we don't know if that's there true. Are, are You're like right. Furry alien species like running around pretending to be Jawas, you know, maybe they're I don't not know. all Jawas, you know, yeah. like that's <laughs> <laughs> that's what I learned right now. But she's like, well, Yeah, but because of that, she's gotten in with other Jawas, yeah, so they can just request parts. And I like how the Jawas are like, Oh, yeah, you know, we could always just go searching for these things. And you're like, Oh, what are they ransacking? Yeah, but also super fun and then one of the jawas asked her out super weird yeah <laughs> what's up with that i did love i did love when they get what looks like you know what it what looks like the in uh, the air intake of an actual like earth motor um and she refers to it as ja- it's he's like is this new and she says well it's jawa new i loved that because uh you know like it's just like you know it's it's not it's new to me but the, uh-huh. it's the best way in star wars to say like it's new to me if you uh-huh. if you ever go to swap meets with or i should say i'm like a poser when it comes to the the street riding community but my brother uh modifies cars and things like that um, if you go to any of the swap meets, they'll they'll refer to things like the N1 as being barn fresh, like that they just pulled it out of a barn. And so I yeah, really exactly I, I really love the Jawa new as a as a twist on like barn fresh, right? Yeah, and it definitely was a direct reference to those kinds of muscle cars and those kinds of modifying totally. of cars. Totally. Where you take a car and really modify it, and they even put it on top of the engine with no yep. hood around it. Yep. So it could just breathe like a regular muscle car. And there was also that big rod that they showed up with. Yeah, it was the combustion looks, combustion booster something. And it looks yeah. just like the one from A New Hope yep. where Han Solo and Luke Skywalker use it to stop the trash compactor from yep. crushing them. Yeah, it looked looked like a spot on prop remake. Oh, of yeah, it. no, exactly. I recognize that immediately. And you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah, make like, the toys one look like that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. And, and then we also get the tease, right, that where did they get this? Well, they got it from one of the Pike spice running vehicles. Yeah. And, and which we learned, which now we got a little bit of historical background on what's going yeah. on there is that the Pike's criminal spice run is pretty much running the planet. Now. Yep. Since yeah. no one's really decided that they're the runners of it. Now that the hut 
thing has kind of fallen apart and they know that it's in the gray. Yeah. They're just running around doing what they want and everyone's too afraid to stop them, which is really going to be the thesis of the next two episodes is going yes. to be how to stop the pikes with them. That's the big get out of this, believe it or not, even though it feels like it's throwaway lines. Yeah. Throwaway lines that that. But this is I, I think I, I, I love, though, about Mandalorian is a throwaway line can actually have like so you could miss that. But mm-hmm. if you don't, you're like, oh, OK. And that you get this nice little connection. And, you know, it takes what is, in essence, becomes this montage, like this 80s car remake montage. Yeah, for uh, sure and, it is. And turns it into an actual plot device, right? Full so. th- Team America. Yeah, 100%. They needed a montage. <laughs> we got a montage. And then they're like, well, you want to take it for a test drive? Which is like, yeah, who spends that much time building a car that doesn't take it for a test drive? Exactly. And when she's like, open up, like, should I open it up? Like, yes, you're test driving the thing. He flies it up. <laughs> I love that it goes up rickety. Yeah. I'm nervous he's flying too low. Well, that was the first thing I thought too. I was like, I'm like, oh man, like, is this thing going to get clipped by something else? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, this isn't good. <laughs> and then he gives it a run in Beggar's Canyon, which is most recognizable for being where the pod uh, race took place yeah. in Phantom Menace, but is a reference to 1977's New Hope, where yep. Luke Skywalker says he used to blast womp rats at yeah, Beggar's bulls- Canyon for fun. Not just- not just blast them, bullseye them. And so it was important to me to see a womp rat just hanging out on a rock there and be like, ah, oh, look, yeah. Luke would have just bullseye them. If this Boom. was just a couple years earlier, that guy just would have been something for a white trash Luke Skywalker to just come by, kill, and laugh it up, scuzzball with his friends. Well, I, and the thing too that, you know, like, so I think this episode, uh, so you and I not being, not necessarily being, uh, prequel cherishing individuals. Um, this had a huge amount of prequel fan service in it. And so, oh, yeah. so the one thing that I was like, I was like, oh man, is he going to get tagged by a Tuscan rifle through this stretch? Right. And so we can see that, that would have been great the, the way they did during the pod race. Yep. Where they would take pot shots at the pot, you know, at the pod racers. <laughs> and so that was the only thing that I was like, I was like, oh man, is this like, is this how we're going to end up with, Din and Boba connecting. I think they would have if the Pikes didn't kill him. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, there are tribe. There, there are many tribes, right? So I that's think true. I, so. Like the you know what 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 we saw was a tribe. The the most prominent tribe in the Dune Sea towards Mo, or t- you know towards Mos Eisley. And again, mm-hmm. Mos Eisley is where we're at. So it makes you're right. So it makes sense that uh, that that's the case. Um, and then I spent, you know, way too much time playing the pod racer game. So I had like a moment where I had to, I had to dial back my desire to be like, Ooh, I want to know, you know, like, and I want to, I was curious about which part, you know, like which other parts there were because, mm-hmm. um, some, uh, I haven't confirmed any of it, but people were pointing out that the ramp, the, the ramp that Anakin goes up is, is actually shown in one of the shots. Oh, cool. And, and so like, you know, like there's, so there, I think there's probably even, I think there's probably a treasure trove of other things that are in that whole sequence. I'm sure there's some fan service. Yeah. This was yeah. a lot of Phantom Menace from yeah. the starship to the droids that Amy Sedaris always has, Pelimoto yeah. and Beggar's Canyon, all of that very episode uh, one. And of course we got like three or four dank ferrets in this sequence Yes, on the way up. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to go and leave the atmosphere, which he says it again. Gives it a little more of a speed around. We get another cute baby waving at it. 
And I call it before it even shows. I'm like, he's going to get pulled over. <laughs> and then lo and behold, like Cheech and Chong, he gets pulled over. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's one of these things too. Um, you know, like you hear, you know, it's, well, the, the thing I love about this is you, you hear stories of people who do street rods where they talk about the first time they took the street mm-hmm. rod out, they got pulled over. Uh, and so I thought that was a nice little nod there. Um, and then the other thing in here that I haven't heard a lot of folks, but talk about, but I mean, really the, the combination of the, the construction of that ship and everything is also a huge nod to American graffiti. Uh, yeah. and so, um, you know, it's definitely one of these things where, you know, what's happens the first time they go out they get pulled over by new Republic Rangers, which the main car in American graffiti has an open hood that has yes, the carburetor does. right there on top, yep. just like this Starfighter. Yep. 1932 I love Ford. I think maybe it's, it's a 32 for sure. I don't know anything about cars. So yes, I'm I guarantee it. I guarantee it. You can rate and review. You can, you, you have to do a review to tell me I'm wrong. I like that idea. <laughs> and then, of course, during the pullover, he does the great like, well, I just barely built this thing. I don't have this registered and all the other things, yeah. which I think was smart because that's what happened. And also, like, people can understand that. And then he goes, ah, your voice sounds familiar. You used to fly a razor crest. <laughs> and then we get the reveal that it's uh, Carson Tiva. Yes. We've seen this guy in two episodes of Mandalorian before. Yes, and now we, we see him here. And he has had problems with the Mandalorian. And the Mandalorian, of course. <laughs> well, well, I, I, what would I, I a Mandalorian would... be doing in a, in a hot <laughs> route like this? I need storage. Come okay, on. I mean, yeah, exactly. What you know? I thought you were delivering packages. Uh, I, I want. I wish he would have said it's like the things that Carson Tiva doesn't say. Like, aren't you that Mandalorian I left for dead on that nameless ice planet all those years ago? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember when I tried to arrest that giant spider? <laughs> So Carson Tifa also lets him go for the lack of wanting to do paperwork. Yes. Very American of him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But also it's like, that was probably him. Yeah. It almost sounded like the Dukes of Hazard voiceover should have happened. No, just another one for the boys. It it really, no, no, (laughs) totally should have. I also liked that the, he had a rookie with him. And yeah. uh, the rookie was played by um, Max Lloyd, Max Lloyd something, who was Luke Standin in Chapter 16. Um, oh, so, yeah. So he's he's credited as Reed. Um, but it, it's really there's some training. They should Dave have CGI'd vibes. his face over somebody else. They should have. They should have CGI'd some. They should have CGI Dave Filoni's face in there because uh, apparently Filoni doesn't like to to uh, do that part of things. But um, but, yeah, I thought that was kind of an, a nice little nod, you know we've we've seen that at least the the it in in the mandalorian universe there's yeah. been, a, been a lot of like pulling in different folks um and i thought that was kind of cool that they got another another one of these situations that's all it's just classically funny for the cop to ask you a question just go to light speed and just leave him behind yeah she's like hey whatever. like that's what what a way to go <laughs> and then, of course jen goes back to moise Eisley, and they're like a woman was here for you yeah. And he was like, oh, no. Does she look familiar? You know, like he didn't say those words, but you know, what I'm saying. yeah, something like, like what well, we say, say your name. She goes, Fennec Shand. And we get finally a character from the TV show we've been watching. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> oh, hey, I forgot. This isn't season three of The Mandalorian. Well, I was wondering if this was <laughs> going to even get to that. 
Like, are yeah. we going to see anything from Book of Boba Fett? Now we have her offering the job that was yep. referenced in the last movie. Like, hey, we need the muscle. And he's like, I'll do it for free for Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, but I got to do a thing for a little tiny friend of mine that's about, I don't know, 1999 by Mattel. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, and he has to go deliver a package, right? This mm-hmm. comes all the way back to you saying, hey, you know, you should. Should you be using that N1 Starfighter to deliver packages? Yeah, exactly. And they also mentioned that they have changed the back of the ship so it doesn't yep. hold a droid because he doesn't like droids. Exactly. But I also was like, I can hold Grogu. a Grogu. I was just going to say. one Gro- Grogu-sized unit right there. That's a 100% Grogu spot. So I thought that was, I was like, oh, yeah. So, you know, maybe Grogu ditches uh, Jedi school and comes back with him. Who knows? Maybe he's done. Remember how Luke had to go and help his friend? Yeah. During his mission, maybe Luke is like, you know what? Maybe you should go help your friend Grogu. Maybe and he just coos. And he goes, I think that's yes. And then he eats a frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he's gonna show up and just eat in the hut, the whole hut. We're gonna find out that he can eat his way through this whole season. So, um, Andy, what do you think of this episode? I think it was a uh, thirteen out of ten. 13 out of 10 <laughs> would go over 10 and choose the most unlucky of numbers. <laughs> yes, I am because uh, one, I loved it. And two, yeah. there's only two episodes left. Uh, and so that was like, you know, the, the thing where I'm like, Oh, and that, you know, uh, we, you know, we talked at the top a little bit about, uh, you know, we, we took a lot of time to get here and now you're like, yeah. Oh my God. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm kicking myself or, or, so I, I have two things I kind of like one, I expect, or one, I expect the next two episodes to be amazing. Okay. And maybe yeah. they will be longer. Um, this episode was, I think f- it clocked in around 50, 51 minutes, I think 52. Correct. So maybe they will be longer. So that's one, that's one thing I can hope for. So, uh, and then the other is something tells me that they're ending at seven for some sort of odd reason. Like all this time I've been thinking, what if, what if seven ends with some sort of post credit that is a surprise? I mean, yeah, I expect seven to end with a trailer for the Obi-Wan show. Nah, I don't think it's going to be that. I think it, it, I, I mean, I don't know. Again, we, we, we try to, we try to stay into just the facts, very Joe Friday of star Wars Mm -hmm. world. Um, but yeah, so that's, so that, but, but in our, like speaking freely, uh, um, part of you the may. episode, yes. Thank you. Uh, Daimyo. Uh, I, I, well, one, uh, any, so, so somebody had said something to me and I was like, well, I'm really excited for this, but I want to point out any star Wars is good star Wars or, or I'm, I'm happy for any star Wars, you know? And so, uh, even the resistance cartoon, which was not very good. Um, but yeah, so I am so excited for the next two episodes. Um, and you know, like he, I don't think we're gonna see Grogu, but you know, we've got a little bit of the tease of like, hey, I, I think we're this. gonna see Grogu. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I think we're gonna see him next episode. I think because oh, really? he gotta get that out of the way before he helps Boba Fett out. Okay. Hmm. It would be a shame for him to just come back and be like, "Yeah, I did it. We'll figure that out later." Wink, wink. Check out season three, episode one, to find out what happened later. You know, like tickle that bell, click subscribe. Exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> if you guys want to see what happens after this, just go fund me a couple bucks. I do think that uh, we'll see him. I don't think he's going to come along for the ride. I think we're just going to see him get his little vest, show him that he yeah. learned some magic tricks or whatever, and uh, be on his yeah. way. He'll, he'll get dropped off at the Pelimato daycare, and then they'll go on their way, fight the pike. Yeah. Yeah, I like how she was like, you know, you could have just made a fortune off him in a petting zoo. You're like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, wasn't that like you're like, oh wow, yeah, I don't like, like what, her. The more she a, talks, the less I like this person. Yeah, what what an angle, right? You're like, oh, I don't know about that. And that you know, this as long as she is the you know does some sort of miracle max, have fun storming the castle. Uh, so if they do end up dropping Grogu off at uh, at Pelimata daycare, I want yeah. some sort of I want some sort of Princess Bride reference. The Jedi Jimbery. <laughs> I think it's a 10 out of 10. I think it's a great episode. I yeah. actually think this is a good starting point for any Star Wars. Yeah. Um, if someone's like, hey, show me something, make this book of Boba Fett watchable. Or I've never seen Mandalorian. What am I looking at? You're like, yeah. oh, you could start with watching this. Oh, you like this? You can go somewhere else. It's a very highly likable episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think if you're I think if you're brand new, then mm-hmm. the the N1 montage maybe seems like a lot of a lot of service for not a lot of payoff, but at least there's a cool flying. Uh, I think some people on Twitter had posted side by side aviator uh, aviator shots. And I saw and, that and the N1 shots. So like the same. I mean, to be shot. fair, I watched the Ninja Turtles do a montage of fixing a car when I was a kid in that oh, movie. Yeah. I, and that doesn't I, make sense there. You know, and that's and that's true. But pizza. Um, but I loved the I did love all of the test drive or the test flight of the, the N1. I really. So. So I think actually I will I will drop my contention. You are right, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what I was right about, that, that it's a 10 out of 10. That it's 10 out of 10. And it's a show this to somebody if they know if they know nothing about the Mandalorian or anything else that this episode would get somebody psyched up enough to go through all of season I one. I think so. Two. Yeah. And I think everyone who's lost the way from Book yes. of Boba Fett will now be back and be interested to catch up because they're going to want to understand what Mandalorian's walking into. Totally. And and so, we've been we've been trying to convince everybody with the book report that this is still the way. Yeah, this is the way again, Andy. I mean, is this the way? 100%. I can't imagine it not being at this point. If it's not the way, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I'm going to get Disney negative. <laughs>